welcome to Reflections from My Art Table, a deep and gentle space where I ponder and explore the mysterious healing powers of art making and writing. I'm Emma Freeman, a queer mixed media artist, poet, and teacher. I'm a highly sensitive person, deeply contemplative, playful, sober, and very inspired and influenced by Buddhist teachings. I'm so glad you're here. Well, hello! It's been a little bit since I've recorded an episode and I wanted to come back. So, hello! (laughs) Uh, Before I dive into what I want to share tonight, um, I want to just tell you a few things I've been up to in my art world. I've been spending a lot of time reading some really beautiful books, including one called Art is is a Way of Knowing by Pat B. Allen and Oh my gosh, it's phenomenal. She's an art therapist and it's all about how art is a spiritual and healing experience. And wow, just amazing. Um, And another book that I'm going to reference tonight is called Saved by a Poem, The Transformative Power of Words by Kim Rosen. And I pretty much underline the whole book. It's so good. Um... So I've been doing a lot of reading and continuing to make fabric meditation books. I've been burying them um, in the ground in my yard and have a few of those going, which I'm really enjoying. And I'm making some um, larger contemplation cloths that are stitched on different found fabrics. It's a really beautiful, slow, meditative process. And I've been weaving with nature that I find on walks and writing poetry. I'm also teaching a lot right now, and I just released two self-paced classes for the first time that are recorded, and I'm really excited about this new format. Um, so I have a class that's called Weaving with Natures, where I, w- where I share how to weave on things like birch bark and bits of a wasp nest, stones, pieces of tree bark, and I um, demonstrate different kinds of fibers that you can use um, to make really beautiful, slow, um, meditative weavings that are, are a way to uh, connect more deeply with the natural world and with ourselves. So I have that one, and then I just finished a class called uh, Make Fabric Meditation Books, and that one's now available in the self-paced version. I've been teaching that one for a while on Zoom, and I wanted to make this version available too. So those are on my website, um, emmafreemanart.com. And I'm also continuing to teach on Zoom um, quite a bit over the next few months, and I have a free event coming up to celebrate solstice that I designed called By the Light of a Poem. And we're going to gather on Zoom for a couple of hours, and I'm going to read poems about light and darkness and offer prompts, and then we'll write quietly together and share what emerges if we want to. Um, And no writing experience is necessary at all. It's just uh, if you have a desire to write and see what happens, you can come if you want. Um, The event is uh, on, well, I had one on December 21st on the solstice, but that one's already full. So I added a second date on Monday, December 20th from 6 to 8 p.m. Central Time. So 
if you want to join in, if that sounds interesting to you, you can um, look on my website for that. Okay, so let's dive in. So tonight I want to talk about how poetry has become a deep healing practice for me in my life. Um, because this month, November, marks one year since poetry arrived in my life, since I started writing poetry. So I thought it would be a beautiful time to reflect and share some of my poetry. E scary, but I'm going to do it. And um, just share some reflections on what I've been learning and discovering, and I hope that they'll resonate with you. Um, so I'm going to, after I read one of my poems, I'll offer prompts so you can write those down if you want to, and then write with them. You could pause the recording and write right then, write right then, <laughs> or just jot them down and write with them later, whatever you want to do. So I'd love, you know, it could become an interactive experience if, if you want, or just listen, and I hope something resonates with you. So I, um, you know, I'm really thinking of this tonight as an intimate poetry reading um, and reflections. So just imagine I've invited you over to my house, and we're sitting by the fireplace, and we're drinking tea, and we're having a lovely conversation about poetry. And I share some of my poetry with you because I want to have that witnessed and put that into the air. And we share quotes from books, and then we spend some time writing together. And it's really an opportunity to connect and... Um, appreciate the mystery and magic of poetry. So um, so last year during the beginning of the pandemic, I discovered Padraig Otuma and John O'Donohue, both Irish poets. John O'Donohue has passed away. Um, and I was listening to podcasts and randomly heard them, had never heard of them before. And Oh, there was something about hearing their deep spiritual soul for soulful poetry that resonated so much with me in a way that I couldn't explain, but it was exactly what I needed. And I think they opened a door within me, like wide open, that was already cracking open that I didn't realize into exploring language to describe the indescribable, to describe the subtle things that were going on inside of me, the mysterious, the nuances, the textures of my inner life, the, the difficult things. They were showing me examples of uh, beautiful ways to put things that are so hard to put into words, into really beautiful words. And that, um, I think trickled into me. So then when I started writing it, uh, that was really, those were kind of in my roots, I think. And there's this great, great quote from Saved by a Poem, that book I mentioned by Kim Rosen that speaks right to this. It says, as you take it in, the poem can become an inner teacher, changing you from the inside out. And you can change the poem as well, giving it a voice in a way no one else ever could. I love that. So for me, it started, uh, the first poem arrived about a year ago when I was in the shower one day. <laughs> I hadn't written poetry before that or taken a class or anything. And it took me completely by surprise. I 
I remember standing there and hearing these words and thinking, oh, wait, that's a poem. Whoa. And I raced out to write it down uh, as quickly as I could. And after that, more fragments and words began to arrive and ask me to write with them. So I did. And what has emerged has been so incredibly healing and freeing and therapeutic and incredibly mysterious. Um, I feel like I'm writing with another force that I don't control. Like I'm physically writing and thinking and contemplating, but there's some other element to it that I can't quite put my finger on. Um, that's the magic of it. And as Pablo Neruda said, poetry arrived in search of me. I love that. Poetry arrived in search of me. I love that for so many reasons. It really feels like um, so much of, it speaks to the way that I'm approaching art making in general right now. Rather than feeling such a need to figure it all out and have a plan and you know, know my vision ahead of time and what I want to say and, and create and then, you know, follow through on that. It flips that all around and instead says, I'm going to sit still. I'm going to create the conditions for something to arrive and move through me and I'm going to be ready and I will translate that. I'll be the channel or the vehicle for something to move through. But it feels very different than the way that I used to create and maybe some of that speaks to you too with how you currently create or how you used to so I love that and I've discovered that poetry is really a and all of my art making now is really a deep listening practice in silence and in slowness those are key if I have any sense of rushing or distraction it won't come like I can't access those depths and I keep discovering that um so when I create the conditions for myself by you know sitting quietly at my table in my bedroom and eliminating distractions and sitting in silence inevitably something happens and if I move materials around if I start to flip through a sketchbook or a journal something will spark and then invite me in so it's amazing um and it seems to happen a lot now that like uh I'll just be going through my day and a word or phrase that someone says or something that I read will jump out like it's in bold um and it like it asks me like it wants me to write with it so I've started keeping a list on my phone and also in my journal of just those fragments, those little, those words that stick out at me. And then I can use those later as prompts uh, when I need a jumpstart. And what I'm discovering is that the poetry that I write is, um, it really expresses and mends, it feels like a process of mending, just like my stitching, these difficult things that I've been through from childhood up until this point in my life um, and things that I thought I had processed through in a lot of ways but I'm realizing that the gift of poetry is showing me that there is there has been residue left from certain experiences that still was in my body that needed to come out in some creative expression and putting it into words really transformed it and healed another layer of what was going on that I didn't 
logically realize was there. It's also helping me uh, express the deepening relationship and awareness I'm having of the natural world. So a lot of poetry is coming to me about the natural world. And then also my deepening relationship with the art making process and the materials I create with. So it's like those three areas that I'm writing about and um, that I'm going to keep, we'll just keep going <laughs> and see what else happens. Um, so I'm going to share some of my poetry now. And after each one, like I said, I'll, I'll offer a few prompts and you can write with them if you want. Just pause the recording or write later. And I'm going to share a sprinkling of the different ones in those kind of three areas so you can get a sense of what I've been writing. So this one is called The Language of Marx. Let me take a sip of water first. Okay, the language of Marx. Marx speak to me with their beautiful mysteries, their deep nuances and delicate subtleties, their enchanting simplicities and complexities, their doorways, so many doorways, asking me to walk through them into wonder, into silent questions, to play with, to feel into, in ways words can never quite grasp. There are whole worlds inside of them, soft rhythms and intricate landscapes, suggestions of hands, of other beings, of intimate touch, of quiet presence, of powerful energy. They crack me open again and again. Their language is poetry I crave. They are traces of something I can't quite put my finger on. What is it? What is it? I don't know, but I can feel it calling to me. Thank you for listening to that. So the prompts I came up with were, I feel into, dot, 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 the quiet presence of, an intricate landscape, and their language is poetry. Or anything else you want to try. So this second poem is called um, Out in the Darkness. As we drove along the familiar highway with boxes packed full of my messy regrets, I stared out of the window into the open darkness covering the fields, my mind suspended in the thick resin of loss, what was known and loved suddenly gone. My body was so full of grief, layers and layers of it covered me like a thousand sheets of tissue paper, filling me with their delicate structures, threatening to suffocate me. As tears welled up in my eyes, <laughs> Suddenly, I sensed something out there in the darkness, something unusual. I tried to tune into it more closely, like dialing in a radio station full of static. And as I did, I felt all of these creatures out there, these beings, a powerful, complex presence vibrating. 
weaving the darkness together, a darkness that used to terrify me. In that silent moment, I sensed that the darkness actually contained so much light, so many answers and deeper questions that were inviting me in, calling to me, asking me to come and explore, to discover connections to the invisible, connections to the not knowing. It's as if they were saying, come, this is the way now. We're waiting for you. You can trust your subtle senses inside that tender body of yours. They are guiding you, returning you back home. What you have left is dead now, disintegrating into your being to be reintegrated into new ways you will soon discover. Keep watching for us. We are here to help you find your way. Thank you for listening to that poem. The prompts are, I am grieving. I just lost. The darkness holds. What is calling to me? With my subtle senses, I. Feel free to pause if you want. So this next one is very deep and very raw. It's about a really traumatic experience I had as a child and that I didn't tell anyone about for a long time. And I thought I had processed it through therapy over the last many years. And uh, this is one of the examples of um, when I realized, oh, there are parts of this experience still in my body that need to be released. And uh, when I wrote this and when I read it out loud, it releases it in this profound way. And I had done a self-guided visual meditation before I wrote this poem about this experience. And it really was so healing. And so I mentioned that in this poem. So this is called Keep Quiet. That house where I played when I was a child was not safe, it turned out. But I didn't know that then, or how to tell that to anyone. I just wanted to play with my friend. So I kept quiet about what happened, and felt like it was my fault somehow. It was there that I saw what no child should ever see. And then I saw it again, and again, and again. My body ached each time, but the pain somehow mixed with curiosity. Those experiences got locked inside of me for years and years and years, festering, causing me to act on their behalf, on what was hurting inside of me. I longed for what I saw and sought it out, secretly and privately. It became an addiction masking itself as self-soothing, rooted in a deep wound I couldn't see and did not know how to heal. Many years later, I dove down into the dark cave of that memory and walked into that house. 
I found little me standing in that stale, dark hallway with the green shag carpet. And the old woman across the hall with a gun under her bed. I went up to little me and crouched down, looking into her eyes, and gave her a hug. I told her it wasn't safe in that house and told her to come with me. We walked down the hallway together, holding hands through that dirty little kitchen out the creaky front door. And as we got to the street, I turned back and burned the house to the ground. Thank you for listening to that. Oh. Oh. The prompts um, are, I remember when younger me, dot, 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 a secret I haven't shared is, I want to tell you about something that happened to me and what goes unsaid. And I want to say, too, that um, uh, maybe you're experienced with writing deeply about difficult things, and that's wonderful. If you're not, and it feels scary to even put those words down on paper, which I understand, um, an option is to write it and then rip it up right away. Or write it all out and then go bury it in a hole in the yard and give it to the earth to decompose, to process, to release. And um, then you don't have to hold on to those words if you don't want to. So I wanted to offer that if that um, feels good to you. And I'll share... Um, Two more. So this one is called um, Into the Light. I remember when I saw you there, tucked into a dark corner, curled into a tight ball against the cold, wet ground, shivering and sad, so sad. Your body was full of holes from all of that pain that had been eating away at you. You were filthy and terrified. When our eyes met, I heard your desperate cry for help from deep inside your body. A whisper like the last flicker of light from a candle before it goes out for good. It startled me so much that I ran away. Far, far away. And tried to forget what I saw and what I felt. But I kept remembering you there, all alone. And something made me finally go back to find that doorway again. This time I sat down next to you. As the ocean of tears flooded from our eyes, I whispered, You are not alone anymore. And as you sank your tender, wounded body into mine, I could feel your heartbeat sinking with mine. 
our rhythms were moving together as if they were one and the same. I stood up and saw the look of fear in your face that I might leave you again. But this time, I leaned down and reached out my hand and slowly reached your hand out to my... We stood together, hugging, wrapping our arms around each other, melting into one another. I pulled away and looked into your eyes and smiled. A look of suspicion crossed yours, but then a slow, hesitant grin began to emerge, like the sun beginning to rise. I held your hand and we nodded to each other as we walked out of that deep, dark cave you had been living in for so long, up and out into the light, into the light. Thank you for listening to that. So the prompts that I thought were, thought of were, um, um, my younger self needs to tell me, dot, dot, dot. Finding the doorway again, um, into the light, and my wounded younger self is, or whatever else you want to write, if you want to. And this quote I love from Saved by a Poem that really speaks to all of this. Uh, a poem can talk to your most interior self revealing truths that might seem too intimate to speak aloud, perhaps too personal, perhaps too sacred. Yet this is exactly, this is exactly why it is essential to give it voice. Speaking those words aloud can connect you viscerally with your deepest self. Speaking them to someone else can be life-saving. Oh, I love it. So the last poem I want to share is um, uh, a nature poem. So this one, this is an example of some of the, the poetry that's been coming through that's been connecting me to the more, um, connecting me more deeply to the natural world and also expressing what's naturally happening um, with that relationship, which has been really beautiful. So this is called Spider. I was drawn into her presence outside my door one night as she was busy at work in the darkness, carefully, quietly focused, moving across her delicately woven landscape to make new connections and bring shape to the air, drawing intricate patterns with her thread, fragile but strong enough to hold her body. I watched her sit in stillness in the middle of her work of art, waiting, present, attuned, ready to move when the necessary moment arose, when her dinner arrived, or when forces at play asked her to repair what had been broken. She carries her materials with her, ready to create her art anywhere, a traveling weaver, she can pick up and go elsewhere whenever she chooses, when she wants a change of scenery or a new structure to respond to. 
I wondered, how does it feel to sit in the middle of such a beautiful piece of art that came through your body? And what is it like to come from an ancient lineage of weavers, to be given your gifts through your blood, to not question your purpose here, but just let it flow through you with ease and knowing? And I wondered, what is it like to just know how to weave magic like it's second nature? And what's it like to create your art outside and in the corners of people's houses? Does she watch humans and wonder why we are the way we are, like I'm watching her and wondering why she is the way she is? Her art feeds her, nourishes her, keeps her alive, just like mine does for me. We are connected, the two of us, artists of this world, making the invisible visible. What a gift to find a deeper connection to her. What an inspiration she is, an artist who has found her calling and deeply listens to it, a weaver of webs, a wise teacher. <laughs> so the prompts for that one are, the web I'm weaving is, um, I want to deep, I want to deeply listen to, and as I watched a spider, I, oh, and I want to mention, um, I forgot to mention this, that I've noticed, you know, I chose to, um, stop drinking alcohol at, uh, in January of this year, and which was just about a month after the first poem arrived, a month, month and a half, and I had this sense that I needed clarity. I kept getting this message to clear space internally, clear space for something, something's coming. And now reflecting back on the last year and how much, how deep the poetry has taken me and wanted me to go, I know that I never could have written that poetry and I can't write what I continue to write if I was still drinking because it kept me in this um, place of not connecting to those depths and the, the deep, rich sensitivity that's in my body. I couldn't, those doors were closed. And that is, wow, I mean, that amazes me. And, and what a testimonial to, like, to remind myself that that was a really good choice. And uh, the last quote I want to leave you with tonight is from that same book, Saved by a Poem. The poems seemed to know me better than I knew myself. They sparked insights and reflected my deepest feelings more, into, more intimately than words alone could touch. For though a poem is made of words, what touches us is between and beyond them. The words might be simple or complex, of themselves they have no magic, but together the words become part of a structure that encloses intimate space. It is possible to speak the mystery, the silence, the unnameable joys and sorrows of my inner reality, to touch the wordless through a gathering of words. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. 
So I want to end by just, you know, asking you a few questions. What's your relationship to poetry? What has it been in the past? Has it shifted? Are there any poems that you've read throughout your life that have been teachers for you or medicine that have helped you through something? I wonder. And do you feel a, a pull to write poetry if you haven't done it? A question or a kind of a curiosity? Hmm, maybe we should try it. Um, okay, well, thank you for listening wherever you are out there. I love recording these because I, I can be brave and just talk to myself at my little art table and string together words that I might be too scared to do if I was actually in front of people. So, but I like knowing that maybe someone is listening to this, so it makes me want to share it. Um, so thank you for listening, and I will see you next time. Bye.